Let's see if I can still remember how to do this. Okay, okay. On today's show, the National Rifle Association is broke. During the past two years, it has tried to declare bankruptcy several times. Membership is down. It's been operating in the red and during the past four years has been unable sometimes to pay its taxes. And now, starting Monday, Wayne LaPierre, who has run the NRA for nearly three decades, goes on trial inside a New York City courtroom facing charges that he and two other top leaders of the National Rifle Association stole as much as $45 million from the organization. The NRA's downfall has been swift and has gone pretty much undetected. Now, back in 2016, you couldn't get elected president unless the NRA endorsed you and sent you money. But since then, membership has been cut in half. Dues are drying up. And most of the money that the National Rifle Association has left is being spent on lawyers, accountants, and bookkeeping. The NRA is a shadow of its former self, partly because polling shows that a majority of Americans are disgusted by gun violence, and most Americans see the National Rifle Association as an advocate for gun manufacturers as opposed to the Second Amendment. That's part of it. The other reason the NRA is in trouble is financial mismanagement. And that financial mismanagement comes to a head starting on Monday when the great New York State Attorney General Letitia James puts the NRA and Wayne LaPierre on trial, accusing Wayne LaPierre of, among other things, pocketing $45 million that belonged to the National Rifle Association. This is going to be a monumental trial. The NRA has already asked for bankruptcy protection, but that was denied by the courts. Monday's trial in New York City could be the final nail in the NRA's coffin. Boo, who, who? I'll have more on this story later on in the show. But first, on yesterday's program, I told you a new tranche of polling would be coming out this week. And I said, unless we start seeing any movement right now, and we should have seen some before Christmas, we didn't. But unless we start seeing movement on the part of Nikki Haley, Trump is going to have the nomination sealed before this thing even gets to the South Carolina primary. Pre-Christmas polling showed Trump walking away with Iowa and New Hampshire. And if he were to win by the margins these polls suggested, Nikki Haley would crater after New Hampshire. Now, it is rare for a Republican, unless it's an incumbent, to win both Iowa and New Hampshire. It only happens if you're an incumbent, okay? So, if Trump were to win both Iowa and New Hampshire, that means he's running in 2024 as an incumbent. The entire Republican Party would then be seeing him as an incumbent. That makes him unbeatable in terms of getting the nomination. We had to see some movement this week, and there's a new poll out, and it shows a massive shift in New Hampshire. Again, this is just one poll. Polls are often wrong, but this close to Iowa and New Hampshire, they are signposts of what's up ahead. Nikki Haley is trailing Trump in New Hampshire, according to this poll, by just four percentage points. That's almost within the margin of error. It's a brand new American Research Group poll. It's out today. It shows 
Trump with a plurality. He's been getting nothing but majorities. He's always getting, you know, close to 50% or over 50%. Here in this poll, he's getting 30% of likely Republican voters. Haley gets 33%. Christie, 10%. And Ron DeSantis, barely breathing with 5%. So look, structurally, Trump still appears to have the nomination. He has a lock on it. As I said on yesterday's show, New Hampshire is an outlier, as is Iowa. New Hampshire allows for tens of thousands of unregistered voters, including Democrats, to cross over and cast a ballot in the Republican New Hampshire primary. So it's, the, the results are going to be skewed. And if anyone is going to beat Trump, it's going to be in New Hampshire. Now, I have a lot to get to today, and I don't want to speculate on Iowa or New Hampshire. I don't think, I'm just going to say this, I don't think Trump wins Iowa. I just don't. I think if we're seeing some movement in New Hampshire, that that means we're going to see something happening in Iowa this week. We're going to see new polls that suggest something big is happening in Iowa. I'm expecting new polls this week in Iowa. And look, I need excitement, okay? I'm dead inside. I live for this crap, okay? And I I admit that I'm worried about my country, but I also enjoy the horse race. I'm being honest with you. I honestly don't see how Trump wins Iowa. I have to believe Ron DeSantis wins Iowa. Partly because if Ron DeSantis wins Iowa, I'll look smarter than I actually am. I get that. That's one of the reasons I'm predicting DeSantis. And I'm not predicting anything, but I am predicting Ron DeSantis. But I'm really not predicting anything. Look, if abortion is on the ballot and it's it's on the ballot in Iowa, I showed you the polling yesterday, DeSantis wins. And then if Nikki Haley can win New Hampshire then you're looking at the perfect confluence of three things. Trump's criminal trials, his electability as a presidential candidate, and I can't stress this enough, Donald Trump's mental instability. Trump's behavior could get so outlandish if he loses Iowa and New Hampshire. He could end up defeating himself by screaming fraud at the polls, turning off the entire, it's not going to happen. Republicans will still, no matter what he does, Republicans, my God, he's been convicted of rape. Uh, Republicans are going to vote for Trump. The worse he gets, the more frightened the Republican leadership becomes and the more they get behind him, the more terrified they get of Donald Trump. Yeah, it's it's hopeless. It it I you know, I'm uh you know, I'm looking for for something to happen in Iowa. He probably has the nomination locked up. It's probably for the best because I think we can all agree he's easier for Biden to beat in the general election. The Republicans are all in on Donald Trump. It, 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 it's amazing. It's amazing. A new Harris poll shows that the thrice married Donald Trump, who this month goes on trial once again for defaming E. Jean Carroll. She's the woman he was found guilty of raping. They found him guilty of raping E. Jean Carroll last year. A new poll of Republicans shows 64 percent of them believe Donald Trump to be a man of faith. I got to stop saying I wish I were making this up, but (laughs) I wish I were making this up. More Republicans think this is a Harris poll. More Republicans think Trump is a man of faith more than any of his challengers for the nomination. Now, in second place, Nikki Haley. I found that interesting. Forty four percent of Republicans think Nikki Haley is a woman of faith. Ron DeSantis, only 34% of Republicans think he's a man of faith, okay? And all the way at the bottom is Mike Pence. At the bottom, he barely registers as a man of faith among the Republican voters. 
Republicans don't think Mike Pence is a man of faith. For the first time, I actually have respect for these these MAGA morons. Yeah. Well, more good news, I guess, for Donald Trump. Okay, this would be good news for Donald Trump. On Thursday, Democratic members of the House Oversight Committee released a new report saying that during his four years as president, Donald Trump's businesses received close to $8 million from the governments of 20 separate countries, including his arch nemesis, China. The government of China paid Donald Trump the most, $5.5 million. That's out of $8 million. 5.5 came from China. Coming in second is Saudi Arabia's government, which paid him $615,000 while he was while he was president. Now, I know this is in violation of the emoluments clause. You're you're not allowed as president to, to accept any money from foreign governments if you're the president. I get that. But this is Donald Trump. And you mean to tell me all the Oval Office could fetch on the open market is $8 million? That's all he was able to get for the Oval Office? $8 million? We truly are a nation in decline. Or Donald Trump is an even worse businessman than I suspected. I mean, the guy practically put a sign on the White House lawn that said, for sale, and all he could get is $8 million. Unbelievable. Well, this will have no effect. This so-called scandal will have no effect on his standing among Republicans. Arkansas Senator Tom Cotton, a fascist, a crypto-fascist, Arkansas Senator Tom Cotton has officially endorsed Donald Trump in making the announcement. Cotton said, quote, since Biden became president, everything has gone to hell. He added, quote, when Trump was president, America was safe, strong and prosperous. I think Tom Cotton has like a Yale law degree or a Harvard law degree. I mean, he's really well educated. I think he went to West Point, so he wouldn't get his facts wrong. Let's let's see. Well, under Trump, the economy lost 3 million jobs. The un- unemployment rate increased by 1.6 percentage points to 6.3%. It was 6.3% when Joe Biden took office. But Joe Biden created more jobs than any American president in U.S. history. And the unemployment rate for the past two years is steady at under 4%. We have full Employment under 4% is full full employment. Well, what about the international trade deficit that Trump promised to reduce by declaring war on China? It increased by 40% under Donald Trump, despite the tariffs. The number of Americans without health insurance increased by 3 million when Donald Trump was president. Under Biden, more Americans have health insurance than ever before. Yeah, they can't afford to use it, but that's for another show. The federal debt, right? Fiscal responsibility. Donald Trump, right? Promised to erase the debt. It went from $14.4 trillion to $22 trillion under Donald Trump. Well, Mr. Law and Order, the murder rate. In the last year of Donald Trump's presidency rose to the highest level since 1997. And that doesn't include the one million Americans Donald Trump murdered with COVID. Because instead of masks, he thought Americans should mainline Clorox into their veins. And now Republicans are saying, let's bring back the golden years of Donald Trump. But, you know, Tom Cotton, all in on Donald Trump, and so is GOP House Whip Tom Emmer. I don't know if you remember, but Tom Emmer ran for speaker last year. I think it was right after Scalise dropped out. And Donald Trump tanked him. He lobbied hard against Tom Emmer, spread rumors about him. Tom Emmer, doesn't matter. 
He's endorsing Donald Trump. Now, the New York Times reports that Trump has been responding to these endorsements privately. This is according to several high-level Trump associates. They say that whenever he gets an endorsement from somebody like Kevin McCarthy, Tom Emmer, Tom Cotton, he will turn to a close friend and say, quote, eventually they all come back to me in bended knee. Eventually, they all come back to me in bended knee. You know, I, I don't have too much self-respect, but at some point, do you really need to be a United States member of Congress I mean, to, to compromise not just your country, but yourself? I mean, it's just, it's incredible. This is the mop-up. For January 4th, 2024, not 2023, I was doing a a segment on the show, I think it was Tuesday, where I said, it's very important that I show you where we are in time and space. I'm giving you these (laughs) countdown clocks, and and on the screen, it said like January 2nd, 2023, Mr. Mr., uh, Mr. Smarty Pants trying to, you know, get our compass points aligned, and I'm still saying it's 2023. Well, it is that time of the year, isn't it? It is that time of the year for all of us when you don't know what to dispose of first, the Christmas tree or Santa's body. I never know. Every year, what do we throw out first, honey? The Christmas tree or Santa's body? Yeah, Mickey Mouse is now in the public domain. His image, as of January 1st, is no longer protected by copyright. Mickey is not taking it too well. Here he is in Toontown paying a woman $50 to look up her skirt. That's just absolutely terrible. And here he is surrounded by rats and hypodermic needles trying to find a vein he can work with. And this is Mickey moments later after finding a vein he could work with. And apparently Mickey uses a mouse trap that he bought from the BDSM warehouse for some good old-fashioned autoerotic asphyxiation. And then when he's done there, he stops off at a local bar and wherever he go, whenever he goes to that bar, Jesus is there trying to convince him that all the cool kids smoke cigarettes. And, you know, they don't. I have to remind everybody, if Mickey's not going to do it, I will remind you that tobacco is a gateway drug to allergy pills and COVID shots. So be careful. Don't don't go public domain like Mickey Mouse. It's not worth it. In fact, this is the last picture I have of Mickey. I found him looking like this underneath my kitchen sink this morning. So do not go public domain. You may remember Kim Davis. She was that clerk in Kentucky who, right after the Supreme Court legalized same-sex marriage, well, Kim Davis refused to issue a marriage certificate to a gay couple because she claimed doing so would violate her religious beliefs. In 2015, she was ordered to issue the license when she refused the judge put her in jail, and she had to stay there in jail until another clerk issued the marriage license to the same-sex couple. Last year, a jury ordered Kim Davis to pay that couple $100,000 in damages. And this week, that same judge who sent Kim Davis to jail back in 2015 has now ordered Kim to pay the couple's $250,000 in legal fees. Wow, the legal fees are more than the damages. Lawyers. Anyway, this means refusing to issue a marriage certificate to that same-sex couple has now put Kim Davis all in. All in, it's put her $360,000 in the red. You know, it costs a lot of money to persecute gay people these days. It's almost not worth it. $360,000. Enjoy 
the wins. You have to enjoy, when good things happen, you have to enjoy it. I, I genuinely enjoy something, a story like that, that warms my heart. Well, the much-awaited list of Jeffrey Epstein's 150 associates was unsealed this week by the judge presiding over a civil suit filed against Jeffrey Epstein's girlfriend and convicted procurer of underage girls, Ghislaine Maxwell. That civil suit was filed by one of those underaged girls back in 2015, four years before Epstein hanged himself. Jelaine Maxwell is currently serving a 20-year sentence for sex trafficking, and if you were expecting anything surprising or shocking in those hundreds of unsealed pages, you're going to be disappointed. It's just the usual suspects. And by usual suspects, Kevin Spacey is on the list. These are some of the names that stood out as I was poring over the list. Uh, they have These are names that were mentioned in depositions and discovery for this civil trial. Former President Bill Clinton is mentioned 50 times. Now, flight logs show that Clinton took several trips on Epstein's jet. Clinton denies ever visiting Epstein's private island. Witnesses say otherwise. According to hearsay in these documents, and it's hearsay, Jeffrey Epstein reportedly told one of the girls who was providing massages that Clinton liked his girls young. I don't believe it. I don't believe Why should we believe anything Jeffrey Epstein said? Now, in the lobby of Jeffrey Epstein's New York apartment was a painting of Bill Clinton dressed as a woman. You've all seen this. It was the very first thing you saw when you walked in. Bill Clinton did strike up a friendship with Jeffrey Epstein and it started during the Clinton presidency. But Bill Clinton didn't need Jeffrey Epstein to procure women for him. Women are automatically drawn to Bill Clinton. I've seen that with my own eyes. I don't doubt that Bill Clinton sexually harassed some of those women. But Clinton didn't need Jeffrey Epstein. He could take, he could take care of himself. And he often did in the Oval Office bathroom sink. That's in the Star Report. Bill Clinton uh, would take care of himself in the... He would finish off in the Oval Office sink. Let's just say that. Clinton uh, might have cheated on Hillary, but he became an open book with the Star Report. If he had the slightest proclivity or so much as a twinge for underage girls, we would have heard about it by now. Like many people, Clinton was taken in by Epstein, thinking that Epstein was smart, and Clinton was most definitely attracted to the company Epstein accumulated. He liked to accumulate people. So why the painting of drag queen Bill Clinton in the apartment lobby? That was for the benefit, I believe, of everybody else to make them think Epstein, with Epstein was both close to Bill Clinton and had something on him. You keep a painting of an American president in drag in your lobby. You do that to signal to your other high-profile visitors that plenty of other high-profile individuals have walked through these doors, and I may or may not have stuff on them or you. Harvard Law Professor Alan Dershowitz is mentioned 150 times in the unsealed documents. Now, Epstein was Dershowitz's client. It was Alan Dershowitz who served as Epstein's defense attorney the first time Epstein was arrested for child, what? What are we going to call it? And then he got that sweetheart deal. There are reports that Dershowitz was seen inside Epstein's home getting massages, Dershowitz says, yes, I did get a massage inside Jeffrey Epstein's home, but it was from a middle-aged woman, and I kept my underwear on. You took your pants off? The New Yorker magazine, by the way, discovered an op-ed piece Dershowitz wrote for the Los Angeles Times in 1997 entitled, Statutory Rape is an Outdated Concept. Well, you know what else is an outdated concept? <laughs> this thing you wrote 
what are we doing here for the Los Angeles Times? He uh, in this nineteen. This did not age well. <laughs> There's a lot to when you're writing uh, an article <laughs> about statutory rape. There's a lot to be said for things aging properly. This did not age properly. He in this piece he suggested that the age of consent should be lower to 16. Dear God, and uh, let me just read this. And this is Alan Dershowitz in 1997. Uh, And yet a line must be drawn, nor would it be practical to have a cutoff based on individual maturity rather than age, since maturity is so subjective, a criterion. Actually, no, it's not. You know, 18? Uh, That's not subjective. Uh, He continues to write, moreover, puberty is apparently arriving earlier. Uh huh. Particularly among some ethnic groups. Wow, I forgot about that line. Among some ethnic groups. So not only is he advocating for lowering the age of consent to sixteen, he's a, uh, a race scientist. Certain ethnic groups are maturing. Good for you. This is great. Uh, Puberty is arriving earlier, particularly among some ethnic groups. Based on the demographic criteria, the age of consent should be lowered. It certainly should not be as high as 17 or 16. Do you have children? Do you have a daughter? He goes on to write, reasonable people can disagree over whether it should be as low as 14. No, no, no reasonable people. He goes on to say 15 would seem like an appropriate compromise. No, perhaps there should be staircasing below 15 with the penalty increasing inversely with the age of the victim. That would be Harvard professor Alan Dershowitz. This is what a like a half a million dollar education buys you. He got published. You know, you got to be publisher parish, as they say in academia. He got published. Wow. Wow. Los Angeles Times, 1997. No surprise here. Also on the list is, I didn't mean to laugh. Uh, I'm not mocking, by the way, statutory rape. I'm mocking the stupidity of that article. Ah, that is some good water. That is good water. Well, no surprise here. I I was not laughing at the victims there. I was laughing at the sheer stupidity of a Harvard professor uh, writing that in 1997 and being a respected... I mean, people were paying him millions to... You know, for his legal expertise, up until about when did he? When was the Clinton impeachment? When he he pretty much ruined his reputation when he uh, defended uh, Clinton in the first impeachment. No surprise here. Also on the list is Andrew Albert Christian Edwards. He's the Duke of York. Andrew Albert Christian Edwards. The plaintiff in the civil lawsuit against Jelaine Maxwell was paid millions of dollars by Andrew to settle claims he sexually assaulted her three times when she was 17. Now, I should note that the age of consent in the United Kingdom is 16. But he was accused of sexual assault. Right before the death of his mother, the queen, Andrew, was ordered to step back from all his princely duties and is no longer considered a working royal, but he has not been stripped of his royal titles. Also revealed in the unsealed court documents are reports of Andrew being sued by an unnamed Jane Doe back in 2014, who said she was a minor when Epstein forced her to participate in an underage orgy on Epstein's island with Prince... Andrew, I don't know if that's an orgy. I just think it would, if if it's true, it would just be an assault. 
Also on the list is Louis Free, who served as FBI director under Bill Clinton and briefly during the George W. Bush administration. He might have been going undercover, you know. Don't know how he defines undercover, but he might have been going undercover. Former Vice President Al Gore is also on the list. And again, these are people who were seen with Jeffrey Epstein. You know, Gore went to Harvard and Epstein, I think Epstein is a college dropout, uh, but he did teach calculus at Dalton. Like he had some great mathematical mind. He was hired by Bill Barr. Remember Bill Barr? He was the attorney general under uh, uh, Trump. Bill Barr's father was the headmaster at Dalton, and he hired uh, Jeffrey Epstein to, to teach calculus at Dalton. And then Bill Barr's father went on to write science fiction novels, I'm not making this up, about a planet run by oligarchs who uh, engage in pedophilia. Just throwing that out there. You can look that up. Bill Barr's father, Attorney General of the United States, uh, was running the Justice Department when Jeffrey Epstein hanged himself in his cell, mysteriously. No, No footage, no video. The guards just... Um, anyway, uh, I'm talking about Al Gore, who went to Harvard, and Epstein was constantly courting Harvard professors, you know, like Alan Dershowitz, and, uh, you know, because he wanted to create his little salon. So let's not go all full QAnon here. Not everybody who was in the vicinity of Jeffrey Epstein is a criminal. For example, Michael Jackson is also mentioned I think it's a pretty safe wager. Michael wasn't on the receiving end of any massages from underage girls. I think we can all agree on that. That's how screwed up the story is. The only person on Jeffrey Epstein's list whose innocence when it comes to child trafficking, whose innocence we're absolutely certain of, is Michael Jackson's. He's the only one we go, no. Michael's innocent. How many times has that ever happened? And like I said earlier, Kevin Spacey made the list. And for my thoughts on Kevin Spacey being on Jeffrey Epstein's list, I'll refer refer you to my previous comments regarding Michael Jackson. By the way, so far, nobody's been able to convict Kevin Spacey. Uh, Partly because... They've died. A lot of the people have died. But he is, you know, he is, he has not been found guilty. Just pointing that out. Kevin Spacey has not been found guilty. Former New Mexico governor, as well as energy secretary and ambassador to the UN under Bill Clinton, the late Bill Richardson is on the list and has been accused of several crimes by witnesses. Richardson died last year at the age of 75. Way too young. I'm going to say way too young and leave it at that. Jean-Luc Brunel, who worked as a scout for top model agencies, was also on the list. Now, since 1988, Jean-Luc Brunel, Jean-Luc Brunel, has been swatting away allegations of sexual assault. He's been swatting them away until his arrest by French police in 2020 on charges of raping minors. Two years later, he was found dead in his jail cell from an apparent suicide in Paris. Wow. Bill Barr was the attorney general of France as well? Can you do that? Can you be the can you two-time America and be attorney general in France at the same was he was Bill Barr cheating on America by also being the attorney general of France? New Jersey Democratic Senator Bob Menendez who's already I'm done with the Jeffrey Epstein stuff. Menendez didn't make the list. 
Uh, and that's the only good news in this guy's life. New Jersey Democratic Senator Bob Menendez, who's already been indicted on charges of accepting bribes to help the government of Egypt, was hit with superseding indictments this week, accusing him of also taking bribes to assist the government of Qatar. Who does this guy think he is? Jared Kushner? The indictments charge Menendez accepted bars of gold, a designer watch, and money from a real estate developer who was trying to secure an infusion of cash from one of Qatar's investment funds. Senator Menendez is charged with performing favors for the government of Qatar on behalf of this real estate estate developer who allegedly lavished Menendez with gifts. Menendez was serving as chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee when these crimes are alleged to have been committed. Menendez's lawyer, Senator Menendez's lawyer, told reporters, my client is completely innocent. I mention this only because of the name of Senator Menendez's lawyer. Now you Google this. I'm not making this up. Adam Fee. F-E-E, Fee. His lawyer is named Adam Fee. Senator Menendez, your lawyer, Mr. Fee, is on the phone. Which Fee? Which Mr. Fee? Mr. Fee is what I call all my lawyers. Every lawyer is Mr. Fee. The National Labor Relations Board filed a complaint against Elon Musk's SpaceX charging the company illegally fired eight employees after they signed a letter demanding better working conditions at the satellite and rocket manufacturer. The eight employees wrote the letter to call on SpaceX to condemn several of Elon Musk's tweets that were sexually inappropriate and mocked workplace diversity. One of the female workers fired for signing that letter, said through her lawyer that SpaceX is a toxic workplace where sexual harassment is considered acceptable behavior. Meanwhile, Reuters reported that at least 600 SpaceX workers have been injured on the job, several suffering head injuries, crushed limbs, and electrocution. One died on the job, and Reuters says... All 600 of these injuries went unreported to OSHA. SpaceX has received close to $13 billion in government contracts for satellites and rockets. That's according to Reuters. Well, the National Rifle Association's best days are behind it. Some are suggesting it might not even be around in 10 years, maybe five In the past decade, the number of members has been cut in half. It only raised $213 million in 2022, which is a 52% drop since 2016. For the first time in the NRA's history, gun control groups are now raising more money in total than gun rights advocacy groups. Now, I should note that at one time, The National Rifle Association was a gun control advocacy group. The whole purpose of the NRA before Wayne LaPierre got his trigger fingers all over the NRA, it was to teach people how to use guns, and they were for gun control. They weren't worried about gun manufacturers the way they are now. Uh, But things changed under the nearly three-decade leadership of Wayne LaPierre. Membership is down. Donations are down, and why is that? These numbers, these plummeting numbers, reflect America's growing disgust with gun violence. And many Americans who believe that the Second Amendment guarantees you to be able to buy weapons, many Americans blame the National Rifle Association Because the National Rifle Association has become less about protecting Second Amendment rights and more about protecting the profits of gun manufacturers, increasing the profits of gun manufacturers 
much of the money from the NRA, much of the money that the NRA collects is not from, un- from, not from dues. It's from gun manufacturers. Gun manufacturers have been propping up the NRA for years, and they have artificially inflated membership numbers by often throwing in a free NRA card, a membership card, with the purchase of a weapon. A lot of people end up becoming members of the NRA not even knowing it. They buy a gun and they go, oh, it includes a free NRA membership. More importantly, polling of NRA members reveals that the NRA does not represent the rank-and-file members of the NRA. A vast majority of NRA members support universal background checks, stricter gun control laws. People, as I said, joined the NRA originally because they believed in both the Second Amendment and gun control. The NRA, before Wayne LaPierre, was about responsible gun ownership. But the NRA's allegiance is now with irresponsible gun manufacturers who work hard to increase sales by convincing Americans that crime is on the rise. It really isn't. But the NRA, when you listen to Wayne LaPierre speak, he says you better stock up, you better buy more ammo, buy more weapons, because Joe Biden is coming to take it all away from you. He isn't. Meanwhile, as a majority of Americans want fewer guns, a renewal of the assault weapons ban, we all, majority of Americans want a renewal of the assault weapons ban, we continue to rack up record numbers of mass shootings. Why? Why? Because the gun manufacturers are racking up record numbers of sales. That's why we're racking up record numbers of mass shootings. Every study shows that the states with the laxest gun laws have the most gun fatalities. Now, that's a fact. I don't want to hear about Chicago, okay? It's right next door to Indiana. But if you want to talk about Chicago, you know, Indiana has lax gun laws. It's very easy to get your guns if you live in Chicago. But let's let's just go over the numbers here. Last year, 1,195 people in Illinois, that's where Chicago is, 1,195 people in Illinois were shot to death. Now, yes, Illinois has very strict gun control laws, but it is surrounded by Missouri, Kentucky, and Indiana, which have some of the laxest gun control laws. So, like I said, 1,195 shot to death in Illinois, you know, Chicago. In Florida, 3,142 shot to death last year as opposed to 1,195. You know, Florida, the original stand-your-ground state. In Texas, 4,613 people were shot to death. You want to talk about Chicago? Let's talk about Illinois, 1,195 shot to death. Florida, 3,142. Texas, 4,613. You want to talk about Chicago? Anytime somebody challenges me on gun control, they always bring up Chicago. I just brought up Chicago. And when you take Chicago out of the equation, you don't have to. I just showed you why you don't have to. But if you take Illinois out of the equation, blue states have much lower gun homicide rates than red states. Why? Why? Because blue states have much stricter gun control laws. The lowest gun homicide rates in America are found. This lowest starts with Massachusetts. Massachusetts comes in first. Try to buy a gun in Massachusetts. Second is Hawaii, then New Jersey, New York, Rhode Island, all blue states where you can't buy guns. Connecticut, New Hampshire, California, and Minnesota. Those are the lowest gun homicide 
rates in America. They also have some of the strictest gun control laws. Well, what states have the worst gun homicide rates? What what are the bottom 10? The bottom 10, the deadliest states vis-a-vis gun homicides, the bottom, Mississippi, then Alabama, Louisiana, Wyoming, Alaska, Montana, Arkansas, Tennessee, Oklahoma, Kentucky, Georgia, and Indiana. And what do all those states have in common? Nobody there listens to this podcast. Oh, and they also have very, very lax gun control laws. You see how that works? See how that works? So stop telling me about gun violence in Chicago, okay? Thursday marked the second school shooting of the year. It's only the 4th of January, and school didn't resume until the 2nd. A 6th grade student was killed and five others were wounded when a 17-year-old opened fire at Perry High School on the outskirts of Des Moines, Iowa. The shooter reportedly killed himself. There were 82 school shootings in America last year. 82. That's more than one a week. Right? 52 weeks in the year. Back to the NRA. Jury selection began this week in New York State's corruption trial against the National Rifle Association, charging its leader, Wayne LaPierre, with stealing nearly $65 million from members of the NRA, along with two other leaders of the NRA. The suit calls for the removal of the NRA's longtime chief executive, Wayne LaPierre. The suit accuses LaPierre and his wife, of using the National Rifle Association as their own personal piggy bank, having it pay for luxurious vacations, clothing, and private jets. That trial begins on Monday and is expected to last six weeks. Again, it was filed by American Hero, and I do mean that, New York State Attorney General Letitia James, who is just wrapping up her civil fraud trial against Donald Trump. I have a new thing to obsess on. She won that civil... That's great. She won... uh, Wow. She won her civil lawsuit against former President Donald Trump, accusing him of stealing hundreds of billions of dollars from lenders by overinflating the value of his properties in order to secure more favorable loans. Now, if you say Mar-a-Lago is worth half a billion dollars, when in fact it's only worth $20 million, that's what your tax statement says. That's what it was assessed as, $20 million. Well, if you tell the banks Mar-a-Lago is worth half a billion dollars, then the banks will consider you a risk-free loan, and so they will lend you money at a much lower interest rate. That's the difference between paying a bank $3 billion in interest versus, say, paying the bank $250 million in interest. Interest rates add up. Look at your credit card. Find out what your interest rate is. The lower the interest rate, the less you have to pay each month, okay? Lower interest rates mean you pay less interest. Mar-a-Lago is only worth $20 million, not half a billion. So it doesn't matter that Donald Trump paid back the loans. He should have been charged a much higher interest rate for those loans. And I know we don't care about banks getting ripped off because... They rip us off, but by any means necessary, destroy Donald Trump by any means necessary. And he did rip these banks off. You cannot lie on your financials. So Trump, in that civil lawsuit trial filed by Letitia James, has already been found guilty. Closing arguments begin next week in that trial to determine just how much 
Donald Trump will have to pay in restitutions. It could be as much as a billion dollars, $2 billion, or $3 billion, but he is expected, not expected, he will appeal the ruling. Meanwhile, Letitia James is seeking an injunction ordering Wayne LaPierre, I'm going to talk about the NRA again, uh, she's seeking an injunction ordering Wayne LaPierre to pay back the millions she claims he stole from the National Rifle Association. Letitia James filed this lawsuit back in 2020. The National Rifle Association falls under her jurisdiction because it was originally incorporated in the state of New York. The National Rifle Association has attempted several times since the investigation began, it has attempted to file for bankruptcy so it could incorporate in Texas where that state's attorney general, Ken Paxton, would never dream of filing a claim against Wayne LaPierre. Well, a bankruptcy court turned down the NRA's request to dissolve itself and reincorporate in Texas. This means the National Rifle Association is still incorporated here in New York and subject to this state's prosecution. And the NRA's financial health is shaky. It doesn't have any money. It filed for bankruptcy for two reasons. It wanted to reincorporate in Texas, and it has no money. During the past six years, it has run in the red, even failing to pay taxes some years. It's cutting all its education programs and instead is spending close to $60 million on brand new administrative costs in order to better monitor their books. The NRA's financial health, however, will have no bearing on the disposition of this New York State lawsuit, especially since Letitia James is trying to recover nearly $65 million that she says was stolen by the NRA's leadership. So if you are a member of the National Rifle Association, you should be rooting for Letitia James and New York State. They are trying to recoup $65 million of your dues. She wants... Wayne LaPierre and the other two NRA executives to repay what they allegedly stole. So you may disagree with me about the assault weapons ban. You may disagree with me on guns, whatever. But you should be rooting for Letitia James. She is trying to get $65 million back for the NRA. Not really true. I mean, she is trying to get it back, but uh, initially the purpose of the lawsuit, uh, she initially sought a court order to break up the National Rifle Association. But in a ruling in March of 2022, a Manhattan judge said that allegations of financial misconduct do not rise to the level of what they call the corporate death penalty. So, the NRA, she, was, she wanted originally to put the NRA out of business, but a judge said she couldn't. So I'm being a little misleading when I tell people, if you're a member of the NRA, you should be rooting for Letitia James. Uh, I was uh, resorting to trickery. But it is true, she is trying to get $65 million back to the NRA. And finally, Republican congressman... Oh, we have a, a quiz, a poll. I forgot. We have a poll. Uh, I was... Then I'll get to this. Uh, I was showing you some... Uh, a Mickey Mouse. Uh, he's in the public domain now. And everybody is... You know, you couldn't go after Mickey for 100 years... You could not draw Mickey, and now you can. So I have a question about Mickey Mouse, because I had to take my kids to Disneyland all the time. And I often wondered, 
Because I do love Disney characters like Tigger. I mean, you know, how can you not love Tigger? I, you know, I, I, there was a time when my kids were young when we would go to Disneyland. It was a big thing to go to Disneyland. And so, but I never got Mickey. I never got Mickey. Fantasia, I think I got Mickey, but I was so stoned, I don't remember. But the question that I'm asking, and it's a genuine question uh, of the people in the chat room live on YouTube, be honest, was there any time in your life as a child or an adult when you like when you liked, enjoyed, or actually loved Mickey Mouse. I, I just don't think any kid loves Mickey. I don't, I don't think anybody cares about Mickey Mouse. And yet it's the brand, the Disney brand. I'm just curious, is there anybody who thinks Mickey Mouse is funny, cute, uh, lovable? I'd be curious. So there's a poll in our chat room. Uh, be honest. Was there ever a time in your life when you liked or enjoyed or loved Mickey? I don't think, I don't know. I would be surprised. Uh, please fill that out, just out of curiosity. Finally, Republican Congressman from Texas, Dan Crenshaw, had his Fox News bookings rescinded after he took to Twitter to rake Jesse Waters over the coals. I'm going to just read you some of these tweets because being indignant, so important. Some of your best thoughts come when you're indignant. It's good to, not angry, but indignant. In a, you know, a heartfelt rage. And I just want to read you what Dan Crenshaw tweeted because I thought... You know, I couldn't have said this any... I, I mean, this was really great. I'm not a fan of Dan Crenshaw, but... Anyway, Jesse Waters did a two-minute segment on his show about members of Congress who are crushing the market, outperforming the indexes. We did this two years ago. There's a website. I, I was really the first one to go over that website and show you what Rokana and Nancy, I, this was more than two years ago. Now p other people are discovering this website. And, uh, you know, apparently some of these members of Congress are outperforming the, in, the, the uh, stock market. Do they have inside information? Yeah, they do. Uh, what is it, one-third of our economy is government spending, federal government spending? Yeah, they have inside information, Yeah. One of the members of Congress mentioned by Jesse Waters was Republican Dan Crenshaw, who has $10,000 in the market. This is a man who served in the military, uh, and apparently he has $10,000 in the stock market, and it's, it's done well. And Jesse Waters implied that Dan Crenshaw was using inside information to make those trades. I don't agree with Dan Crenshaw on practically everything. I don't, he wasn't, no, I just don't, you know. And $10,000 is a lot of money uh, to Dan Crenshaw, but it's not a lot of money to the real inside traders like Josh Gottheimer, go check Josh Gottheimer's $50 million, $70 million, $80 million trades, or Ro Khanna's trades, Nancy Pelosi's. So Dan Crenshaw took to Twitter. And I'm just going to read you these tweets because they're just really well written because they come from anger. He wrote them. He he has like a I think he has like a ten week old baby or a ten month old baby who he was trying to feed. It's you know they they go back to work next week. He's spending time. And then he's listening to Fox News and he's being accused of insider trader, tr being accused of being an insider trader. And this is what he wrote. 
I just think this is just well written. Hey, you effing hack. If you're going to accuse me of literal corruption, get your facts straight and man up and come accuse me to my face. You're an effing clown desperate for clickbait. I don't know. That gave me, that made me happy. And then he goes on to write, Waters is a tool making millions to push conspiracies on TV and bash veterans like me who are barely a fraction of his net worth. Wake up, America. The political entertainment industry is almost always lying to you. Almost always? How about always? He goes on to write. Come on, stop watching these mediocre entertainers. Stop letting wealthy elitists like Jesse Waters claim to be fighting for you. They live in Manhattan and can't stand normal people who live in red states. They think you're stupid and feed you bullshit to rile you up. You know, there's a thing that's going on. I'll read you the rest. Uh, oh, yeah, this is yeah, this is what I want to talk about. And then his next tweet is, Losers like Waters grew up with a silver spoon. His family is made up of well-connected journalists and politicians. And for some reason, people are fooled into believing he's some genuine blue-collar conservative. So here's the thing I want to ask Republicans, because I've noticed this. Uh, Wayne McMullen, the, the Oklahoma senator who wanted to fight the head of the Teamsters, bragged about, you know, I'm a self-made man. He's a Republican. I didn't take any money from my parents. He did. It's a whole big macho thing with Republican lawmakers that they're self-made, that they didn't come from wealth. Well, I agree with them that if, 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 you're, if you come from wealth, you're a scumbag, you know, unless you use that money properly. So it's, it's endemic to the Republican Party, where they keep talking now about how inherited wealth is something to be disdained. Well, act on that, MFers. Inherited wealth is something to be... I agree with you. You should be ashamed. Jesse, if, if this is true, if Jesse Waters grew up with a silver spoon in his mouth and his family is well-connected and he never had a work a day in his life, act on that, Dan Crenshaw. You're a Republican. Don't renew the Trump tax cuts for the wealthy that tacked on $8 trillion to our national debt. So I'm all in with you, Republicans. I think... You want to define what a man is, which, you know, you're so obsessed with manhood and, and making it on your own. I agree with you on that. If you have inherited wealth, you're, uh, you're not a real man by, you know, according to the American dream, even, you're not a, a real man. So start taxing the billionaires out of existence. Why aren't you acting on this, Dan Crenshaw? And then he finishes up with, yeah, he's, uh, where's that tweet there? Yeah, he's such a conservative. He cheated on his wife. And I'm going to play dumb here because I don't want to get into trouble. So I'm just going to read this tweet, and I, I haven't heard anything about this. This looks interesting. So he's talking about Jesse Waters, and Congressman Dan Crenshaw tweeted, yeah, he's such a conservative, he cheated on his wife and then left her with twins while he went off with another Fox producer. Well, that may not be conservative, but it's certainly Republican. And then he finishes by saying, Jesse Waters seems like the type of dude who pees sitting down. I don't understand what that means. He seems like the type of dude who pees sitting down. Don't all men pee sitting down? What other way is there to pee? Standing up? Who would who would pee stand? Who would pee standing up? What 
there's this thing I keep hearing about. That's a, the other thing Republicans say about if you're weak, you pee sitting down. Maybe uh, your your feet are tired. Uh, well, I'm not going to go there. Ooh, I, five years ago, I would have just said the phone, yeah, but I'm not going to do it. I am not going to go there. Uh, Iowa caucuses, January 15th. Let's go over the calendar so we know we are officially 10 days, 18 hours, 48 minutes away from the GOP Iowa caucuses. This shit is real. New Hampshire, where Nikki Haley is in second place, 18 days, 18 hours, 48 minutes, and 42 seconds. This is fascinating. We are... 305 days, 305 days, 18 hours, 48 minutes, and 31 seconds away from the general election, the GOP South Carolina primary, 50 days, 18 hours, 48 minutes, and 15 seconds away. I'm David Feldman reminding you to stay strong and protect the week. Thank you for watching. Uh, please uh, leave a comment. I, I make mistakes on this show, so if I made any mistakes, let me know in the comments section. I read all your comments. I want to thank the mods. Uh, I have a feeling... Oh, let me go look at the poll. Uh, I have a feeling we have some NRA people here today. They usually... I don't know. Maybe I'm flattering myself, but they usually show up. Uh, so thank you to the mods, Bob and Autumn, if they're here. I don't know if they're here, but thank you. Uh, what else? Please share this episode if for any reason you enjoyed it. Please share this with your friends. Uh, where am I? There we go. 